54, Isaiah chapter 54, and while you're turning there, let me just say my little announcement for the day is last Wednesday, we began a series on the book of Philippians, and uh, you would not be too late to join up with us this coming Wednesday night, because I talked for about 50 minutes Wednesday, and we didn't even get to verse 1, so... Uh, someone asked me, well, when are you going to finish the book? Well, we'll get a little faster pace. But last Wednesday, I just introduced you to the theme of the book. And hey, it, some call it Paul's epistle of joy. And when you look at the life of Paul, there was not a whole lot about Paul's life from a natural perspective that would cause him to be a man of intense uh, supernatural joy. But he had a joy that uh, Peter called unspeakable and full of glory. Uh, and so I really believe if you'll plug in with us on Wednesday night and we go through the book of Philippians, you'll find the joy, your joy quotient begin to arise. Because here's what we learned last Wednesday night. Real biblical joy has absolutely nothing to do with your temporary uh, uh, circumstances of your life. And so once you tap into some real biblical joy in your life, hey, your circumstances are irrelevant because you've got the, the, the deep, abiding, eternal uh, power and presence of God in your life. And so I want to encourage you to be here on Wednesday night and let's continue to study the Word of God together as we go through the book of Philippians. Uh, and everybody said one more amen. Uh, hey, we're going to jump back into expansion is coming. Everyone say expansion is coming. The next question is, look at somebody and ask them. It's up there. Are you ready? Look at somebody now. Are you ready? Expansion. You know, there's, that's a big word, but uh, hey, let me introduce this series that we jumped into last Wednesday night. I was in Africa a few weeks ago, and from hanging out with David Hadley, he's a man of expansion and kingdom expansion, and, and if there ever was an apostle, he would be one. There's approximately... 250 plus church on the rock churches uh, scattered throughout five or six countries in Africa because a car part salesman decided he would lay down his successful business and move to Africa and become a missionary. Uh, and it, so it's exciting to see what all God has done in and through David and Jennifer Hadley and our capacity to partner with them. Uh, we have uh, uh, drilled three or four or five wells or funded three or four or five wells uh, in, in different parts of their ministry areas over the number of years and, and three in the last uh, couple of years. And uh, we just funded one at, a, at a, a special school that should start drilling next week, the Miranda School for, for Handicapped and Mentally Challenged Children. How many of you remember that? And so they had no fresh water uh, and so no running water. And so, hey, 100 plus kids need fresh water. Amen. How many of you know everybody on planet Earth ought to have the capacity to get in a shower if they want. Amen. That's what I believe. And if we can make that uh, uh, happen for them, hey, let's do it. Let's, let's uh, bring fresh water to the needy peoples of the world. And when I was with David, he just inspires me. He, he's a man of inspiration. He, you wouldn't, uh, by looking at him and Jennifer, think about them as apostolic and, and, and church planters. But my friend, they have uh, done it there in Africa and continue to do it. And, and their ministry just continues to expand. And he shared with me a prophetic word that uh, someone gave him that it just set off in my spirit and uh, though I didn't, didn't have the recording of it or whatever, I piecemealed it together. 
And as I piecemealed it together from our discussion, I just felt like it was God's word for us. How many of you know we can reach out and take a prophetic word and apply it in our life if God so wills? And so here's, here's the prophetic word that I speak over you today as we look in Isaiah 54 in just a few moments. Uh, it says this, there is a coming a season of supernatural expansion. Somebody say supernatural expansion. What used to take years to accomplish may only take months. My dividends from years of sowing, serving, and supporting God's kingdom are about to mature. Expansion is coming. Everyone say expansion is coming. Prepare your house for the increase. Ready your heart for the harvest. Expansion is coming, says the Lord. And everybody say amen. You know, I don't know what that means to you. I don't particularly... uh, uh, know in totality what that means for me. But you know what? When God begins to speak in my spirit, I want to ready myself. And especially if he says, prepare your house and ready your hearts, I want to be ready for anything that God does in my life. Amen. And I'm convinced that if we're not prepared for what God wants to accomplish in and through our lives, we can miss his best for our life. Let's be honest here today. How many of you feel at certain places in your life you have you may have missed God's best in your life? I know all of us on some level have. How many of you know he's a God of redemption? And he can redeem those things and, and, and he can turn those things around. And as I began to meditate on my time together with David and on what God was speaking to him, uh, I felt like it was God speaking through him. And I went to Isaiah 54, and here it is today, the first uh, three or four verses. It says, sing, O barren one, you who have not born. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not labored with child. For more of the children, more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes, for you shall expand. Everyone say, for you shall expand. For you shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. Father, we thank you for the word of the Lord in our life. We thank you for this word from from God and this word, Lord, in Isaiah that is a prophetic declaration over your church. Lord, we thank you for it and we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said one more amen. You know, I believe this prophetic word in Isaiah 54 was for the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not just for the Jews, but for the church. Because how many of you know, we are the Israel of God. And God, and you look back on history, you realize that God's church has has uh, 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 literally stretched around the globe and expanded all over this earth. But I believe God wants to take all his people and use them mightily in another kingdom expansion in and through our lives. And so what I see here in Isaiah 54 is that this promise of expansion, here it is, requires extensive preparation. We've got to be prepared and ready for what God wants to do. You look at the first century church in Acts chapter one and two, and as they were preparing for the Holy Spirit to come, they didn't really know all that was their future held, but they readied their hearts. 
And they were obedient to the word of the Lord. And there, there they were in Acts chapter 1 and 2, praying and seeking God and readying their hearts for the soon coming supernatural kingdom expanding uh, outpouring of the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 2, it says suddenly. Everyone say suddenly. How many of you know normally a suddenly is not really a suddenly to God? God has a plan. He has a preparation. He has a, he has something to accomplish, but we've got to prepare our hearts to be a part of what God wants to do. And so the question we ask ourselves as we, as we've already asked, are we ready for God to use us and move through us to expand his kingdom, uh, all over Southeast Texas? I think we need to ask ourselves those questions because when God wants to do something, he wants us to be prepared. And so I've shared with you last week a thought and some, and I want to share with you where we're going. Expansion and increase requires in us a, an increase and in expansion in our own hearts. Last week we talked about increasing our flexibility. Everyone say you got to be flexible. When God wants to do something, we've got to be flexible. And that's what verse two of chapter 54 says. There's going to be a stretching. How many of you know God wants to stretch us? And we talked about that last week. And so we've got to let God uh, work through us. And we can't be rigid and inflexible in the hands of God. God wants to use us, but he wants to use us in his will, in his way. Most people say, Lord, you can use me, but here's the parameters wherewith you can use me. I just thank God that David and Jennifer Hatley said, hey, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Because today there's thousands and thousands of Africans and little children and AIDS babies and Churches planted all over that area that would have never received the word of the Lord had it not been for someone who said, I want to be flexible in the hands of God. Amen. And so this morning, I want to talk to you about another thought. And another kingdom expanding thought is not only uh, should we have an increase of flexibility, but we need an increase of capability in our own hearts and in our own lives. Next week and the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about two more that we're going to need. An increase of visibility, that is vision from God. And then an increase of stability in our spiritual life. And so there's some things we've got to increase in our life in order to uh, allow God to expand his kingdom through us. How many of you get the picture so far? So that's where we've been, that's where we're going. I want to talk to, talk to you today about expanding your capabilities. All of us have an abilities. Look at your neighbor and say, God's given you supernatural abilities. He's given you abilities and things and gifts and graces in your heart. And God wants us to use them. And verse 2 says, enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Listen carefully. What's the prophetic message here? We must be prepared to handle the increase that God has for us in our own life, in the ministries that God has placed us in, in this church. We've got to be ready to handle what he has for us. And we've got to expand our capability. And I don't think we're talking about natural, uh, 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 you know, seats in the, you know, and, and pews or whatever. I'm talking about capability in our own hearts and life to handle what God wants to bring our way. How many of you know God wants to use you to make a big difference in the world? He really does. And he wants us to take our capability and expand it and enlarge the place of our tent. We've got to prepare ourselves for an increase of capability and capacity and just ask God to enlarge our hearts. In fact, everyone say, Lord, enlarge my heart. 
Whew, we really need God to enlarge our heart. You know, one thing I've learned even studying Philippians is when uh, we close off ourselves to others and we become self-motivated and we think it's all about us, we start losing our joy in a hurry because God's greatest joy is to move through you. And your greatest joy in life that you'll ever experience is to be used by God. So, Lord, enlarge our hearts today. And I want to share with you some thoughts today on how God can use us and increase our capabilities in the kingdom business. And here they are. I want to give you four this morning. The first thing that I want to talk to you about, if we're going to let God enlarge our capability and be able to uh, enlarge the place of our tent and the place that, that we live and the ministry that we have, the first one is we've got to saturate the spiritual atmosphere. Everyone say saturate. We've got to saturate the spiritual atmosphere. I love what Isaiah 54 says. There's a barrenness. There's an unfruitfulness. There, there's, there's a lack of use that we see uh, that he's talking about prophetically. And the first thing he says as he prepares his people for an expansion and as he prepares us to increase all around us, he says, sing, O barren one, you who have not born. What's he saying? Saturate the spiritual atmosphere around you. Begin to, begin to prime the pump of my will and my purpose by saturating the spiritual atmosphere. Three things I believe we need to do along those lines. We praise him in faith. It's time we begin to thank him for all the things, not that he has done, but the things that he's going to do. It's time we begin to sing over the future of our families. Amen. And began to saturate the spiritual atmosphere. It's not time to fear and doubt. It's time to saturate the spiritual atmosphere and began to praise him and thank him for all that he's going to do in and through you and all that he's going to do through Church on the Rock North. And hey, it begins to prime the spiritual pump of God's kingdom purpose. Look at your neighbor and tell them it's time to sing. It's time to sing. It's time to praise him in faith. Another way that I believe we can saturate the spiritual atmosphere and enlarge the place of our tent and increase our capabilities in the hands of God is proclaim in faith. It's time we begin to declare some things. And you say, well, what do I declare? Just start saying what God says. What does God say about you? Ask yourself, that. what's God say about me? Does he say you're toe jam? Does he say you're no good for nothing? What does he say? He says, you're my chosen one. I've got a plan for you to give you a future and a hope. And even if you're barren today, listen, it's time to begin to say what God says over your life. And we can begin to declare it. Hey, more are the children of the barren than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. I'm going to expand the ministry that God has for me, the kingdom impact that God has for me. I'm reaching out. I'm declaring the will of God. How many of you know God spoke and the world was? 
And our words have creative, authoritative power. And we have our futures in our hands as we agree and line up with the will of God and begin to saturate the spiritual atmosphere with words of faith over our families. Words of faith over our future. Words of faith over our church family. What is, what's been coming out of our mouth today? Has it been the praise of faith and the proclamation of faith? We need to ask ourselves those kingdom expanding questions. And realize that, that God wants to expand his kingdom through us. And we saturate the spiritual atmosphere and we praise him. And we proclaim his will over our lives. That's what Jesus said in Matthew 6 when he taught us how to pray. He said, here's how you pray. You say, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. There's praise. Then he says this. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In fact, here's the Greek rendering of that prayer. It's not, it's not this, Lord, let your will be done. It's this, come kingdom of God, come will of God over my life. That's a declaration of faith today. I believe somebody here would just take that and change your life. To begin to change the way you talk about yourself. Change the way you talk about your future. And begin to declare, hey, saturate the spiritual atmosphere with praise. And with a proclamation of faith. And number three, it's the prayer of faith. We pray in faith over our families. I love what Jabez said. How many of you remember the prayer of Jabez? Oh, that you would bless me indeed. And enlarge my territory. That your hand would be with me and that I might not cause pain. How many of you know Jabez, his, his very name? I don't know. He must have been a hard one to give birth to because mama called him pain. She must have had pain in child. How many of you women had pain in childbirth? Even with the shots they give you. Oh, hallelujah. I never saw anybody Oh, just go, oh, that was easy. There's pain. And so Jabez's mama named him pain. And he said, oh, that I, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, that I not be a pain to the world around me. How many of you don't want to be a pain to the world around you? Hey, it's time we pray prayers of faith. And you know what, God, God heard the prayer of Jabez and it says the Lord granted him his request. I think we need to stretch our prayer life out over our families in greater measure. And again, let me just, hey, let most people, the level of your faith is you just want more money than you've got month. You just think, man, the Lord's really moving if you've got more money than you've got month. How many of you know God wants to bless us way beyond than having just enough, a little more money than we've got month? He wants to impact our lives in every way for his kingdom purpose. It's time we begin to saturate the spiritual atmosphere over our families and begin to change the destiny of God over our life and begin to formulate a spiritual anointing over our future and begin to see God go to work in our behalf. That's what the children of Israel uh, needed in their life. They looked at the promised land, but they saw the giants. And all they could say was we're grasshoppers in their sight and all they said was what they saw with their eyes and not what they heard in their hearts from the Lord Joshua and Caleb said no we are able 
But what happened to the children of Israel? They didn't saturate their families and their futures in faith. They saturated the atmosphere with fear and doubt. And it undermined the destiny of God for their life. And they went into the wilderness for 40 years and they died out. All the doubters and the naysayers died in the wilderness. And missed God's best for their life. Hey. If we're going to increase our capabilities, we've got to saturate the spiritual atmosphere and give God something to work with in our life. Are you with me? Say amen. Number two, not only do we need to saturate the spiritual atmosphere, but we've got to stand our ground against fear and intimidation. What did he say here? Look look back in Isaiah 54. He says this in verse four, do not fear For you will not be ashamed. Everyone say, do not fear. Listen, expansion, many times you think about all the things that that may God may want to do in and through you and in your life. Hey, the first thing a lot of us do is we start fearing, we start doubting. That's what the children of Israel did. They feared the giants. They feared, all they could see was the intimidation of the enemy. And we've got to take our stand against the fear uh, that comes upon us and say, I'm not going to fear. Look at your neighbor and say, I can't afford to fear today. Tell somebody, we can't afford to fear today. We've got to trust him. We've got to stand our ground. We shall not fear our futures. God has our best interests at heart. Amen. Isaiah 54, 14 and 15, he says it again. In righteousness you shall be established. You shall be far from oppression. For you shall not fear. Everyone say fear not. God's not given us a spirit of fear. But of power and of love and a sound mind. And so if we're going to increase our capabilities, we've got to saturate the spiritual atmosphere and we've got to stand our ground against the fear and the intimidation of the evil one. And number three, if you want to increase your capability, you've got to shake off the shame of your youth. Everyone say, shake it off. Look what he says here in Isaiah 54, verse 4. He says, do not fear, for you will not be ashamed, neither be disgraced, for you shall not be put to shame, for you will forget the shame of your youth and will not remember the reproach of your widowhood any longer. In other words, in our context today, we're not going to let the past rob us of our future. We're not going to let where we've been keep us from where God wants us to go. We're not going to let the mistakes of the past. We're not going to let the mindsets of the past. We're not going to let the methodologies of the past keep us from the destiny of God for our life. We're not going to let how it's always been keep us from where God wants to take us. Amen. I got three people in on that with me. But what do most people do? They look at the past and they say, well, I can't because of this. I can't do that because of that. I can't go here. Listen, if you stay in that mindset, you'll never move into the destiny of God for your life. You can't allow the past to predict your future. How many of you know if we let the past predict our future, we'd all be in splitting hell wide open in a hurry? Are you with me? Say amen. Everybody say, shake it off. Listen, whatever you're trying to carry into your future that is counterproductive and unhealthy, you got to shake it off. Look at your neighbor and say, shake it off. Shake off the shame of your youth. Shake off the mistakes. Shake off, hey, just the way it has been. Hey, we can't allow our past to pollute God's promises over our future. 
God has a plan. Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a what? A future and a hope. What did Paul say about his past? He said, I'm forgetting those. We'll, we'll learn this in Philippians. I'm forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things that are ahead. You see, the past, good and bad, is an anchor over our life if we're not careful. And pull us down and keep us from God's best for our life. And that's what the Spirit of the Lord is saying over us today. It doesn't matter where we've been We've got to get focused on where God wants to take us. And he wants to expand his kingdom in and through you. And if we're going to expand God's kingdom, we've got to expand our capabilities. We've got to enlarge the place of our tent. How do we do that? We saturate the spiritual atmosphere with faith. We praise and proclaim and pray in faith. We stand our ground against the intimidation and fear of the evil one. And we refuse to let the shame of our youth, the shame of our past, keep us from the destiny that God has for us. Amen. He said, you'll not remember it. In fact, let me just throw this out for you. I'll do it in this context. How many of you got some, uh, we, all, we all have issues. How many of you got some issues from your past? Some of us are in denial about them. And that's not how you forget them, just deny that they ever existed. You know. But let me just throw out Pastor Sam's three-part process to shaking off the shame of your youth admit it everyone say admit it hey you're right I just gotta admit it and then you see well then quit it just because you have this issue doesn't mean you have to keep up with this issue admit it quit it and then just forget it Everybody say, forget about it. It's not doing you any good. As long as you get, you got to get past the past. So you can begin to focus on your future. Paul said, yes, I had a past. Some of it I thought was great. It turned out not to be so great. In fact, it's all dung. All my accomplishments are dung. That's what it says. Anybody need a Greek interpretation of that word? Okay, you don't, you do? All right, but my wife said no. It's just what you think. And some of the past that I have, I would rather not have had. But he said, I'm forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things that are ahead. Amen. Everybody say, shake it off. If we're going to increase our capacity, there's some things we've got to deal with in our life and so we got to admit it just quit it and then forget it move into the destiny of God for our life and finally today if you want to increase your kingdom expanding capacity and capabilities not only do we need to shake off the shame of our youth but we've got to surrender our limitations to the lordship of Jesus Christ you see we're talking about expanding our capabilities. But how many of you know we have limited capability? Are you with me? If we, if we, did, if we didn't have limitations, we wouldn't need God. 
Let me say that again. If you didn't have limitations, you wouldn't need God in your life. But we've learned this before, but I want to reaffirm it to you. I want to be very clear about Isaiah 54. It's very clear that this increase that God has, that desires for us to experience is a, one of a supernatural origin that is way beyond our natural capacity and capability. Because he's talking about people who are barren. And so we realize today, listen carefully, that ultimately it's God's supernatural capacity moving through us or in spite of us that brings us to the place of God's best for our lives. Are you with me now? Say amen. And so we need to learn to surrender our limitations to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. In fact, the very act of singing over our barrenness reveals the reality that, hey, here's where you've got to position yourselves in faith. You know, hey, without a miracle, I'm going to stay right where I'm at. But I'm going to begin to saturate the spiritual atmosphere and God can move in spite of the circumstances. God can bring increase and expansion in spite of my past. In spite of the way it has always been, it's a miracle now. We've got to surrender our limitations to the Lordship of Christ. Here's the key. Listen to this. Hey, you can tweet this if you so desire. It's three simple words. uh, Four, pardon me. Surrender releases the supernatural. Everyone say it. Surrender releases the supernatural. When you surrender your limitations to God, you say, God, without you and your supernatural capacity, I'll never see an expansion or an increase of your kingdom. I think of the little boy with the five loaves and the two fish. Thousands of people were hungry. And what did the little boy have to do in order for the miracle to take place? He had to give it up. He had to surrender his limitations. The natural man would say, hey, it's just enough for me and my friends. I better hang on to it because this is all I've got. These are my limitations. And if I give up my limit, if I give this up, then I'll have nothing. Listen, until we surrender our limitations to God, he can never multiply what we have. Surrender releases the supernatural in our midst, in our life. How many of you have limitations? God wants to move through the middle of your limitations. In fact, think about Moses. You remember Moses? When God called Moses in Exodus chapter 4, what did Moses tell God? What did he tell him? I can't talk right. I've got limitations. I I can't be your your mouthpiece. I can't be your leader because I've got problems with the way I talk. You know what God, in fact, he kept throwing that out at God and it aggravated the Lord a little bit. You read it in Exodus 4. And he said, listen, I made you that way. I made you with limitations. So I can move through the middle of your limitations and I get all the glory and all the credit. You see, God made us with limitations so when His hand of mirror, His miracle working power is released through us, He gets all the glory and all the credit. Amen. Think about Paul the Apostle. 
He said he had a weakness in his life. It's called a thorn in the flesh. We don't really know what it was. The word weakness doesn't necessarily infer a moral failure or a moral weakness, but a, a, a limitation, a frailty is how the Greek would render a, a, a frailty of life. And Paul had some frailty of life. Some think it might have been his eyesight. We really don't know what he was referring to. And the reason we don't know is because God doesn't want us to know. Uh, he wants us to know that, hey, all of us have, have, uh, have natural limitations in life. And Paul the apostle, it says, three times he asked the Lord to take away this frailty in his li life. And God spoke to him. He said, my grace is sufficient for you for in your weakness I'm made strong catch this my grace is what sufficient for you in other words I'm not going to change the circumstances of your life Paul I'm not going to take away this limitation in your life Paul but I tell you what I will do, I'll show up in the middle of it and I'll get all the glory. In fact, you know what Paul said about his limitation? He said, it was given to me a messenger of Satan to buffet me, to keep me humble. To keep my attitude right towards God. Everyone say expansion is coming. If we're going to receive the expansion of God in through our life, we've got to be prepared. But let me tell you something. God will position us where he gets all the glory. And if we'll surrender our limitations to him and say, this is who I am, but use me however you like. Whatever you want me to do, I surrender it to you. And in the middle of my limitations, be glorified. It'll be just like Paul the Apostle. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. You know, how many of you tend to, when you think of sufficient, you just think about barely enough? Right? That's not the word here. How many of you know, when God does something, he just doesn't do just barely enough? It's kind of like, I've used this before, I'll say it again. Uh, you go over to somebody's house and eat supper with them and they say, uh, would you like a little bluebell as a dessert? And you go, oh no. And they say, oh, yes. And so inside you're going, yeah, I'd really like some, but I don't want to sound like I'm too excited about dessert. And they pull out a spoon and, a, and they dip it up and they put it in the bowl. And you go, oh, that's sufficient. When inside you're going, I want the whole carton. That's not this word. My grace, my unmerited favor is sufficient for you. In fact, the Greek word there is, is raised like a banner of victory in your life. More than you'll ever need. Everything you need to accomplish God's, it's my grace, 
moving, my unmerited, unearned favor moving through your life. For in the middle of your frailty, in the middle of your limitation, I'll come alongside and I'll raise as my grace over your life as a banner of victory over every demon, devil, and hell. And my grace will be a banner of victory over your life. For in the middle of your weakness, I will show up with power. That's dunamis, supernatural, Holy Ghost power in your midst. Amen. And that's why Paul then said, whoo, I get it. Everyone get the light on. Come on, help me get the light on. The light came on. And Paul said this. I used to read this and I used to think he just loved to hurt. But he says, therefore, because the light came on. This is Pastor Sam's paraphrase. Therefore, because the light of revelation came on about how God was going to show up in the middle of my limitation, therefore the light came on and I'm going to glory in the midst of my infirmities. In the middle of my weakness, in the middle of my limitations, I'm going to give all the glory to God and I'm going to trust him and he's going to show up and raise his banner of victory in my life. I've just got to surrender my weaknesses to him. And allow him to move through them in my life. Amen. Well, today, a miracle has happened in our midst. Anybody want to know what it is? It's only 1145. I don't know how that happened. But I want us to stand up today. And I want us to posture ourselves in an atmosphere of willingness and openness to God. He wants to expand his kingdom through us. He wants to expand his ministry through us. He wants to use us. Are we willing to let him expand us? Are we, are we willing to let him increase our capacity? You see, what we're talking about tonight is us positioning ourselves in a place where we, can do, we do everything we can do. We expand every area of our heart that we can. We can take our stand we, against fear and intimidation. We can uh, posture ourselves and saturate the spiritual atmosphere in faith. And we can posture ourselves and position ourselves rightly but we've got to yield our limitations to God because ultimately it's his miraculous power that moves through us let's lift our hearts and hands to God to say Lord expand me Lord increase the capability Lord help me enlarge the place of my tent the place where I dwell let my heart be enlarged to encompass your kingdom people, Lord. Those that you desire for me to influence in my life. Lord, move through the middle of my limitations. Lord, help me shake off the shame of my youth. Help me resist the influence of fear and intimidation. Help me saturate the spiritual atmosphere with faith over my family. With every head bowed and every eye closed, just for a moment, we're about done. But if you're here today and you can say, Pastor, there's some pitfalls from my past that seem to keep hindering me from my future. I don't want to embarrass anyone today, but if that's you today and you can say, Pastor, I've got to have some grace to get past the past. Just lift your hand up and say, that's me. Today, 
I'm tapping into the grace of God to get past my past, get past the pitfalls and the mistakes of my life and, re- and yield my limitations to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Father, you see these hands today. You see those that are in our midst today, Lord God. And I pray today that as we posture ourselves in an atmosphere of faith, as we saturate the spiritual atmosphere today, you would supernaturally begin to deal with us and help us. Lord, we, we, we give our past to you. I want everyone in this house just to make this declaration to the Lord. Say, dear Lord, I'm not going to let my past rob me of my future. I give my past to you. And I thank you, Lord, that it's in the past. I set my face toward the future today, Lord Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, for a supernatural increase in my life. An increase of anointing. An increase of grace to accomplish your kingdom purposes. In Jesus' name. Before we go today let me just say these closing words to you your future is bright think about it God said I've got a plan for you it's give you a future and a hope if you look to the future and you don't see a brightness you don't have your eyes on God you're stuck somewhere in the past Everyone say, my future is bright. And I release you this week to let God move through your limitations and show up with great power and authority. And I believe this week God's going to use you to expand His kingdom all around you. Amen. Other than that, we're just taking up space. Think about it for a moment. How many of you want God to use you this week? Let's lift up our hands and say, Lord, use me this week. Use me this week, Lord. Don't let my past keep me from my future, Lord. Don't let my limitations keep me from allowing you to be the Lord of glory in my life. Father, uh, I saturate my spiritual atmosphere around me with faith. I speak faith over my future. I will not listen to the voice of fear and intimidation, but I set my face toward the will of God this week in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Let's give the Lord of glory a great big God bless you today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now say this, I can do all things. Come on, say it loud. Say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now look somebody else right in the eyeball and tell them, you can do all things. Come on, say it loud. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And everybody said amen. Give somebody a high five and say, we are able. We are able. Amen. Well, God bless you today. It's so good to have you. Uh, Hey, we appreciate you being here today. Be here Wednesday night. We're going to study the word of God together. Love somebody before you go. Oh, and my wife reminded me about a very important thing. I want everybody to listen very carefully. We had a family in our church. Their house burned completely to the ground this past week. 
uh, and it's Angie and Russell Nobles, uh, and uh, they lost everything. Now, there's some things that are happening, but we want to be a financial blessing to them this week. If you came today and you weren't prepared to be a giver uh, in this vein, but would like to do that, we'd appreciate it. I'm going to ask the ushers to grab the buckets around, but if you'd like to be an immediate blessing to the Nobles family, uh, I'm telling you, they lost everything. They were out of their house without even hardly the clothes on their back. Now, they're not sitting over under a tree somewhere. God's taking good care of them. But we thought what they need in their hand is money. And so we want to give them some money from our family. And so whatever you can afford, I know we've been given a lot. I realize that. Hey, but how many of you know he gives seed to the sower? Amen. So today, if you want to be a great blessing, you just make your check out to COTR North and write nobles on the bottom of it. And we're going to sow a seed into their, into their family this week. Just give them some resources to help them get through this traumatic time. Amen. Will you help us do that today? And if you're not ready and you want to email us and call us and say, hey, can I bring by some money this week? We'll do that. However you want to do it. God bless you. Have a great day. We'll see you Wednesday night as we study Paul's epistle of joy. Amen.